seriously popular. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yesterday, 12th January 2022, Gardaí from Tullamore Garda Station attended to an incident following a call from a member of the public. It is every woman's worst nightmare. Whoever is responsible for this will face the full rigors of the law. From the team that brought you the trial of Lucy Letby, this is the trial, Ashley Murphy. On the 12th of January 2022, Ashlyn Murphy, a schoolteacher, was killed in the Irish town of Tullamore. Her funeral was attended by thousands and many more attended vigils for her across the world. Joseph Pushka is now on trial accused of her murder. He denies the charges against him. I'm Nicola Byrne, Deputy News Editor for The Mail on Sunday in Ireland. I'll be in court every day reporting on the trial as it happens. And I'm broadcaster and journalist Caroline Cheatham. Together, we'll examine what's happened in court and bring you the details behind the headlines. Today, we'll explain more about the alleged confession from Joseph Pushka to the attack on Ashlyn Murphy. We'll also examine if the alleged confession could have been impacted by medication. And we'll bring you more on the moment Joseph Pushka allegedly confessed that he told Ashlyn he wasn't going to hurt her before the court was told he stabbed her 12 times in the neck. Welcome to episode five, the medical evidence. So, Nicola, just to recap, in Friday's episode, we examined what the court had been told about this confession allegedly made by Joseph Pushka from his hospital bed in the days after Ashlyn was attacked. And all this came from the detectives who gave evidence to the court last week. Caroline, we heard from two policemen who said they were initially sent to interview Joseph Pushka after he told doctors at the hospital that he'd been stabbed by two men when he went to visit a woman in Blanchardstown, almost 100 kilometres away from Tullamore. 
He said he'd been attacked by the two men as he got out of a taxi. He then went to his parents' apartment in Dublin and the next day he was taken in an ambulance to St. James's Hospital. And it was during his interview with the Gardaí that they decided something just didn't add up. Yeah, they told the court, Nicola, you'll remember from last week, that the pieces, they said, just didn't fit together. And they also said that Joseph Pushka appeared to be covered in cuts and scratches on his arms and on his legs. So they called in the detectives from Tullamore who were investigating the alleged attack on Ashlyn. And just so we can keep up with the timeline here, this was the day after Ashlyn was attacked on the canal path, which happened, we think, at about half past three in the afternoon on January the 12th. And the court has already heard evidence from CCTV footage, which shows Joseph Pushka riding his bicycle around the town on the same day. They've also heard evidence from Anne-Marie Kelly, who is a primary school teacher, who said in the hours before Ashlyn was attacked, Joseph Pushka had been following her from the town to the canal path as she walked her dog, Joey. She said she felt so uncomfortable at times at how close he was to her that she considered crossing the canal, but she wasn't sure if it would be safe for the dog. So in the end, she just ran away from him to the next bridge along. An hour later, Ashlyn was stabbed and died on that same path. Later on, Caroline, the court was told Joseph Pushka was seen by a number of witnesses who saw him walking in the dark outside the town centre. And one man in particular gave evidence that he saw a man resembling Joseph Pushka near to the Aldi supermarket in the town that night. And at that point, he even wondered if he could be the man who was involved in the attack in Tullamore. Now, the court was told that CCTV then picked up Joseph Pushka at around 10 past nine, approaching a house in the Churchview estate. Now, this is the home of his friend Rostislav Pakuta, and he told the court in his evidence that Joseph Pushka had arrived at his home that evening looking scared, frightened and wet. He also said his face was scratched and that he'd asked him to drive him home. The next images are from 1am the following morning when the prosecution say the footage shows Joseph Pushka arriving at his parents' home in Dublin. The following morning, an ambulance was called and took him to hospital, which is where the jury was told his confession was made to the detectives from Tullamore. So we've got that timeline now, Nicola, straight from when Ashlyn was allegedly murdered on the canal path on the 12th of January to when Joseph Pushka is then in hospital the day later and the day after that when he allegedly makes his confession to the detectives from Tullamore who'd been called to interview him when he was in hospital. And today in court we heard a bit more about whether that confession could be relied upon. Yes, there were questions today about whether the medication that Joseph Pushka was on at the time could have had any impact on his alleged confession. And the jury heard from Michael Ryan. He's an emeritus professor of pharmacology at University College Dublin. He told the jury he examined the extensive medical records of Joseph Pushka while he was in St. James's Hospital. He also studied the police files on him. 
Now, he was asked by the prosecutor if any of the medication or substance that Joseph Pushka was on at the time could have any impact or bearing in his making admissions in hospital. Professor Ryan said no, and he also told the court there was no evidence of any drugs affecting his behaviour at that time. Yeah, and he also said there was one drug being administered to Joseph Pushka at that time called oxycodone because he'd had keyhole surgery, which in higher doses could have caused some changes in his mood or in his behaviour. But he stressed repeatedly today in court that Joseph Pushka was receiving it in five milligram doses, which he described as very low. And he also put that into a bit of context, I think, for the jury. And he said at its highest levels, oxycodone has a daily tolerance rate in humans of up to 400 milligrams. Professor Ryan said by the time that Joseph Pushka made the alleged confession to Gardee on the January the 14th, there was no evidence he was sedated and no evidence to suggest that the admissions were related to oxycodone. He said the common side effects of the drug were constipation, nausea and possible depression of the respiratory system and at high doses it could cause dizziness. And he said because of the way the body metabolises drugs, Joseph Pushka would have had less than 10 milligrams in his bloodstream after 6pm on the 14th. And that, of course, was around the time he made his alleged confession. In fact, he told the court the amount of the drug left in his system on the evening of 14th of January was at the very most 8.25 milligrams. And it could even have been as low as 4.95 milligrams. So Anne-Marie Lawler, who was prosecuting, asked the professor, was there any evidence to support the theory that Joseph Pushka's confession was related to the medication he was taking? No, Professor Ryan replied. And Nicola, Professor Ryan was cross-examined as well today by Defence Counsel. Yes, this was Sorsha Odunlong and he agreed with him he wasn't a medical doctor and he had no experience on an A&E ward. He said his expertise was in pharmacology and toxicology and he agreed he was reliant to some extent on the notes medical staff had recorded. Yeah, but during the previous exchange with the prosecutor, he said he was not aware of an incident of a person's consciousness or ability to communicate being affected by doses of oxycodone below 10 milligrams. He also said he had never heard of anyone confessing to a murder because of a dose of oxycodone below 10 milligrams. We'll be back after this quick break. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So Nicola, we also heard today about photographs which were taken of Joseph Pushka after his arrest, which took place a few days later on January the 18th. So the court heard from Sergeant Anthony Quinn, who is a scene of crime examiner who was involved in the arrest of Joseph Pushka on January the 18th at Tullamore Garda Station. This was after he was discharged from St. James's Hospital in Dublin. Sergeant Quinn took fingerprints from Joseph Pushka and he swabbed the inside of both of his cheeks for DNA samples. He also took more than 55 pictures of him on that day, which were shown to the jury this morning. Specifically, Caroline, they were shown five pictures which documented scratches on the right and left hands of Joseph Pushka and also scratches to his right and left legs. Now, we also heard that Sergeant Quinn also attended the crime scene on the 12th of January and when he arrived there, Ashlyn's body had already been moved to the footpath adjoining the ditch where she was killed and her body was covered by a blanket. Caroline, he saw a jacket, a pair of sunglasses and a set of car keys on the ground. And he said also he saw a bicycle which was lying on top of the vegetation. He made the arrangements to get a forensic tent to be placed over her body and items were covered to protect them from the elements. Now, one of the things we heard Joseph Pushka say as part of his alleged confession was that he told Ashlyn he wasn't going to hurt her along the canal path. But as she passed him, he said she panicked and he panicked and then he said he cut her. And of course, what we've been told as part of this prosecution case was that Ashlyn was stabbed 12 times in the neck. One of those stab wounds was over nine centimetres wide and was described as a slice. The other wounds were over nine centimetres deep. During the attack, her voice box was so badly damaged that the pathologist said it may have left her unable to scream or make any sound at all. And the court was shown more footage of that bright, sunny winter afternoon last year when Ashlyn was killed, this time taken from three cameras at two houses near Digby Bridge in the minutes after she died. Now, the footage shows two women dressed in pink sports gear running to homes near the bridge. These women, the court were told, were believed to be Jenna Stack and Aoife Marin, who had minutes previously seen Joseph Pushka in the ditch with Ashleen when her legs were kicking hard in a cry for help, they said. So that's it for episode five. Joseph Pushka denies the charge of murder. And Nicola, this trial is actually nearing its conclusion now. Yes, Anne-Marie Lawler for the prosecution has signalled to the court that she will finish her evidence tomorrow and then defence evidence, if any, will be called. After that, the nine-man, three-woman jury will be sent out to consider their verdict. Now, initially, the judge had told the jury that they needed to be available for five weeks for this trial, giving them an end date of around mid-November. But Justice Tony Hunt has repeatedly told them during the trial so far that we're making good progress. And now, two and a half weeks into the evidence, it looks like the end is in sight. 
We'll be back later this week with more updates from the court. And Nicola, you'll be there for us. Yes, and in the meantime, you can follow us at The Trial Podcast. Or you can follow me at Radio Caroline. See you then. dust coming from still finding debris after vacuuming eufy x10 pro omni robot vacuum has 8,000 pa of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets and it's totally hands-free want to know more go to eufy.com that's eufy.com and discover x10 pro omni the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only 799 dollars